Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. We're back. It is season three, episode one of Chaos Incorporated. But wait, you ask, where is everyone? Where are they? Uh, Well, tonight is a very special first episode of Chaos Inc. It is the triumphant return of Stitches. Stitches, who, when last we saw, had survived the epic gun battle at the airport, uh, but while surviving, did lose an arm in the process. And uh, shortly thereafter was taken in by some old compatriots of Maxis from a shadowy organization called Providence. And that's what we'll pick up today. But first, Dot, welcome back to the show. Everybody missed you. I missed everybody. Um, for me, when I get knocked down, I really try to get back up and go at it again. I don't like to give up. I really thought you were going like Chumbawamba there. It might have been an inside joke. It might have been. I'm a little bit. A little bit. Okay. We're going to find out about this later. I'm sure somebody in the Racket First channel is going to fill me in later um, as to what's going on. Um, So, uh, again, Dot, uh, Solo Dot was a very shortly lived OnlyFans run in 2022. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I have questions. I, I have questions. Just don't be- worry about it. Just, just, just before the stream, okay. I was being a butt on stream to, to get, you know, Dot into the right hostile stitches place. Um, so we'll see how this goes. But thank okay, you, chat. The chat does really good at getting stitches into the, like, inappropriately horny stage. It's well, fine. I mean, you've been you've been thirsty on main on this on this show for most of season two. Can't help it. <laughs> it happens. It really does. Okay. Uh, that's where we're going to pick up tonight's episode though. Uh, Dot, after you leave in the car with Yesenia, she takes you mm-hmm. to the private airport there in Dallas and you board a windowless drone craft. The interior is impeccably, like, appointed, right? It's got a soft beige shag carpet that just sinks down, wide, cream-colored leather chairs. Next to each one's a little roll-up thingy with, like, two highball glasses, um, sparkling water, vodka, whiskey. Um, Underneath that is a little mini fridge at each sheet with like a little mini bottle of champagne, a bottle of straight white Riesling. Yeah, Stitches is looking around at this and like almost feels like she's a little too dirty to <laughs> touch anything. Um, and she looks up at Yesenia and she's like, this is luxurious. <laughs> she goes, you looked like you could use a little bit of luxury. I'm not complaining. Okay. Just, just saying is all. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Stitches will, I mean, grab a glass and pour herself one. 
So, uh, the craft, you feel it as the door shut, start to taxi down to the thing. She motions to you to buckle your seatbelt. She doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as the, because this is an embargo area and things like that, these craft have a tendency to do the rolling donut takeoff at Oh, kind of this angle. Oh, so I'm going to need you to make me an agility check to stay in your chair. Okay, great. And also hold oh, on to your glass. Yep. Perfect. Sometimes we roll dice. <laughs> and I didn't have any ready. Way to go, Dot. Okay. Um, that's going to be... 15? Okay, you managed to, like, grab down onto both arms of the chair, but thereby releasing the eyeball glass, which goes flying to the Dang floor. <laughs> Fortunately, the carpet, like, keeps the glass from shattering as the liquid spills out across it. Dude it. <laughs> so it rolls up and finishes its wheel out, banking hard right, and you're guessing over the Gulf of Mexico to get away from the interdiction fields uh, that the American government's got set up along the demilitarized zones and outside of the anti-aircraft fire from the Republic of Mexico. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, after you come to kind of a cruise a short time later, Yesenia picks up the glass, gets you a fresh one, pours you another drink and hands it to you. Yeah, Stitches is just, like, kind of wide-eyed and giggles to herself. That was great. <laughs> she just kind of shakes her head at you. What? I, you, you told me to enjoy myself. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> okay. She goes, so, let's catch up. You went okay. from Merc fighting the powers that be to working for the all-seeing eye. How'd yes. that happen? Um, well, I mean, I think you kind of have a little bit of an idea of how that happened, but... Yeah, but it was, you're not the kind of person who I would think would go to work for them. Them? Yeah, them. A job's a job. You know that's how I feel. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm committed to my team. I'm not committed to the corp. Well, they're not a corp. You know what I mean. Yeah, but again... Those rules kind of go flying out the window when you're working for who you're working for. Okay. Everybody my, recognizes this. My only goal was to make sure that my parents got out of Texas. Well. They supplied me with that means to an end. Of course they did. She goes... Look, I just didn't expect you of all the organizations for you to go work for, job or no job, corp or no corp, for you to go working for that group. I mean, 
it's not about this group or that group to me. It's never been about that. I have singular motivations. I have singular goals. You, you know this about me. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's where we are. It it they made me an offer to make sure that my parents would be extracted from Texas and safe and set up for the rest of their lives. I'm not going to pass that up even if it means and she like raises her arm a little bit and like shows her bandaged arm even if things like this happen worth it to me okay okay fair enough my bad so mm -hmm. anyway um do have a couple of questions what have you learned about the entity Um, that's a Chone question. Uh, yeah, it seems to be after Chone and your whole group for that matter. Yeah, but them specifically. Um, I honestly, I know number one, it's, it's not good. Um, and it's looking for specific kinds of people that can do things that Chone can do, but I don't really know what Chone can do exactly. Um, I've mostly stayed out of that part of the conversation just because it's a little over my head at this point. Okay. We have a common enemy. Mm -hmm. The entity is uh, frightening to a lot of people. Sure. Um, it's scaring a lot of folks. I mean, understandably so how we found Chone at one point was quite alarming, but I also don't fully understand what it wants with them. We're pretty sure it's looking for anybody transhuman, a beyond. It has a particular affinity for anybody with heavy cybernetics or that has developed abilities. Okay. Through natural or extra natural means. I mean, I guess that makes sense. For so, why it would want Chone, I mean. Yeah. It seems to feel Chone is important to its whatever its plan is. Well, they are important. Yeah. They are. Um, so she kind of descends into small talk for a while. Uh, she grabs mm -hmm. you guys some food as you fly. Um, eventually, you feel the, the drone craft start to slow and begin to come in 
for a, a gentle landing. Oh, good, a gentle landing. She goes, we're not in a demilitarized zone anymore. <laughs> she goes, welcome to the house. It's nice here. Most of the places I've been recently have been relatively nice, so this is good. Um, so you step, as the uh, craft comes to a stop, the door stairs come down, and as you step down, you see a... Uh, black Mercedes-Benz with a valet standing out front of it. Uh, you are standing in what is definitely a desert climate country. Uh, most of the, the uh, houses you see are made of like an adobe or mud brick. Um, okay. There's a lot of stone ones, like stone towers off in the distance. Um, okay. It is oppressively hot. <laughs> she goes, welcome to Marrakesh. Could you have told me to take off a layer before we got off the plane? She's like, what the fun is that? Well, now I'm sweaty. Get in the car. Air conditioning. The valet pops the door open for you and motions you inside. She gives finger guns to the valet. <laughs> he nods with a mild smirk. Um, there's bottles of water in the center console, like cup holders. Um, they're chilled. The cup holders themselves are actually chilled. Um, you feel the torque of the vehicle as its electric engine pushes you forward and you see the tarmac move away as you exit some gates. So, um, yeah. Uh, she says, uh, what has Maxie told you about us? Us? Our organization. Maxie's in an organization? Well, he told you to trust me and to go with me, right? I thought that was just solid judgment. Uh, no. Maxie has worked with us for quite some time. Ever since he left Interpol. Maxie was in Interpol? He didn't tell you? We don't talk much. Maxie was a cop. That explains some things. He got set up by a corrupt agent within his unit. That explains a lot more things. And so he left. Mm -hmm. Separated from service. Let's call it that. Understandable. Um, after which he came to work for us. And us is um, most within the organization referred to us as Providence. Okay. Like what? Okay. What? What is this organization? We provide. You don't say. We provide for those that need help. We provide okay. justice to those who have power and misuse it. We provide solace for those in pain. And we try to provide balance for the world. Seems like a righteous cause. We like to think so. 
Are you trying to, like, initiate me into a cult, Yesenia? What's happening here? We don't really run the cult. Uh, we kind of leave that to people like the entity, who's, I, I'm sure you've discovered through your investigation, has started his own little cult. Okay, so a good cult. Got it. Is there such a thing as a good cult? No, you tell me. You're, am I, what's happening? Am I being recruited? Like, what's going on here? Uh, tested would be probably the more accurate term. Okay. You've been working with Maxie for a while. I, of course, vouched for you. And you've come up on the radar of the organization. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. I am the shit. And so modest, too. Um, so you drive through the very busy streets of Marrakesh. You're, the the valet is exceedingly, like, skilled at weaving through the intense, intense traffic of motorcycles and white buses and bongo trucks and all these, like, teeming massive people that they've crammed into this city. Um, it's beautiful in its chaos, Right. As you look out the window, you see what at first glance looks like just, again, this completely unruly mob of people just moving about this city, again, crammed into a space not big enough for them. Um, but as you kind of continue to observe as you drive through, you see this weird semblance of order in that there is very obviously like, like the way that people give arm signals when they're moving their motorcycles, the way people are moving through the streets, there's a like a, a sense of social cohesion to how the chaos works. Mm -hmm. That again, too, at, at first glance, doesn't seem to exist, but as you watch, becomes more and more apparent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you notice that all of the houses are all walled, right? Generally seven to eight feet in stone blocks, right? Most of them have... Uh, steel gates um, behind which stand two to three story structures for the most part for houses um, along the interior block of the city you see um, very modern glass towers rising to the sky but they have some sort of coating on them to keep the intense sun from completely you know bouncing off them and lighting things on fire sure. okay. uh, you pull up to one of these residences and the, the steel gate slides smoothly to the back and you pull in um, and you pull to the side of the house. The valet gets out and opens your door for you. Yeah, she steps out into the blistering heat once more. Um, you notice as you step out, there's these little like rods coming off the side of the house that are letting loose just this very fine, cool mist over oh, the courtyard. So nice. That's lovely. Nice touch. <laughs> she goes, it, it helps. Yeah. Come on inside. Let's get your wing fixed. What? Yeah. I already told those lame ass doctors I'm not getting any tech. I'm not doing cyber. Not, not what we're talking about, sweetheart. Okay. Come on. Uh, as you go in, she leads you into uh, a well-appointed foyer. The floors are white marble. Uh, there's little statues everywhere. Uh, 
the walls are a, like a creamy limestone. Um, you could feel as you walk in the air pressure change from the air conditioner, kind of leveling it out in the house. I feel like I feel like Stitches walking into this house is like if Pigpen from Peanuts was walking into like an entirely white room. She's just got little bits of dust falling off of her. Um, Yesenia leads you into a side room where you see, as you walk in, man, he looks to be in his late 40s, early 50s, um, Middle Eastern in descent. He stands and kind of nods his head as he goes, you are Stitches, yes? Yeah, that's me. He motions to the... Uh, Leather, the white leather couch next to him. Uh, I'll just sit then. And she goes and sits down. Yesenia sits across uh, the coffee table. He goes, first tea. And somebody brings in like a silver serving platter with tea. He pours you a cup and hands it to you. Do you um, have anything uh, to go with this tea? It doesn't need anything. Yesenia goes, this is Ahmad. He's one of our resident medicos. Oh, okay. He's going to fix you. How do you plan to fix me, Doc? We will regenerate your arm. (laughs) I'm not a gecko. That's not how that works. It is now. Um... I haven't really kept up with medical research as of late, but I'm pretty positive that... This is not published medical research. Oh, great. So I'm your guinea pig. Love no, that. No, no, no. Uh, we have done this procedure many times. On your friend Maxi, for example, when we removed his eyes. What? He told me about that. I, I do know about that. You... You did this? You, you like, fixed his eyes? Regeneration is a simple process for us, for the most part. Eyes are actually one of the more difficult things to regenerate. Makes sense. An arm oh, is oh. simple. And it'll be mine? Of course. It is your genetics that determine the level of regeneration. What's the recovery time? About a week. That's it? It will be painful. Goody. That's what I'm... That, that's, uh, that's what I like to hear. Okay. Uh, you know what? <sighs> Fine. Yesenia's... She, you good? She looks at... Yeah, she looks at Yesenia, and she's like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I lose the rest of it. Okay. He goes, there can be side effects. Like? We don't know. They manifest differently. Oh, great. This is mutagenic regeneration technology. It's still relatively new. We've done it many times. And again, occasionally there are side effects and they are unpredictable because it's based on your individual genetic makeup. Well, genes don't fail me now. 
He motions to the tea. He goes, drink. Is it spiked? He goes, of course not. That would not be very responsible. We will put you under a proper level of sedation when we begin the gene therapy. But that's not as fun. And she reaches for the teacup and takes a nice sip. Oh, it is tasty. My family's private recipe. Oh. It's a very delectable blend. She's trying to be all hoity-toity now. Yesenia looks at she goes, you're going to be down for about a week. Again, it's going to be painful. We'll keep you sedated for most of it. I don't want to sleep through a week. We said most, not all. Okay. You have to eat. Drink. Evacuate yourself. There's things that have to happen. You'll stay here, though. There's ways to avoid all of those things, but okay. Um... How about this? Um, that'll give me enough time to set this up. Mm-hmm. Why don't I bring your parents here after you're done? You, 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 you saw me in the background. Would it? Yes, I know. Would it be safe for them? Yes, we'll ensure their safe passage. Then yes. Consider it a, would... a deposit on your services. Oh. Is the IOG going to be happy with my newfound employment? Probably not. Well. They'll get over it. I do like sticking it to the man. She goes, did you ever find it interesting as to who the man is? Depends on your perspective. (laughs) I think it changes. It's all right. I think so, too. Um, So... The Dr. Ahmad, he looks at you, he goes, so, he goes, eat dinner tonight, fast through the night, we will begin. No eating after 9 p.m. No eating after 9 p.m. We begin in the morning. Yes? Yes. Very well. Uh, yes, then he goes, the valet will show you to your room. Dinner's in like an hour. Okay. But not after 9 p.m., right? Just making sure we're clear. I was given very specific instructions by we your doctor. We eat late here, but not that late. We'll make sure Perfect. you get done. Okay. Perfect. We'll push dinner to eight so that way you're eating up to nine. Trust me. All right. I'd hate to aspirate because, you know, you filled my stomach with delectable meats and then yeah. I go under anesthesia and you know how it goes. He goes, do you have any questions about the procedure specifically? Um, I'm sure I will eventually have questions, but right now I'm a little more stunned that something like this even is possible to think of coherent medical questions. If you have any, feel free. I'll be at dinner. Perfect. Um, the valet shows you to your room. Again, it's very nice. Um, there's a shower, fresh change of clothes in your size, more of a light, airy feel to it because it's of the heat. Mm -hmm. So the clothes are a very fine spun cotton. They're very thin, very loose fitting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she showers and dresses in the clothes so neatly provided to her. There's like a tunic and like a loose fitting pair of pants, some like Mm -hmm. flip flops. Like beach linens. Kinda. 
Um, you head down, and they're sitting on the back patio eating uh, flatbread. Mm. It's a weird type of flatbread you've never seen. It's kind of a half moon shape, and you see Ahmad cut it down the center and start stuffing it with like fresh vegetables and meat of some sort. Delectable meats, I called it. He goes, goat. Mmm, tasty. It's very delicious. This bread is from my country. Mm-hmm. Can't get it here. Yeah, she she doesn't hesitate. This well, is no, probably... this is not from Morocco. This is from Iraq, my country. Yeah. yeah. This is called she Samud. <laughs> she doesn't hesitate to eat. She will just, whatever is plated for her, she will um, eat. It's definitely a different spice palette than you're used to, but it is tasty. Lovely. Um, they bring up frozen bananas. You chat. He again. It's mostly small talk. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She. She. Did you see this movie? <laughs> like stuff like that. Yeah. She avoids any um, specific medical conversation at this time because, okay. like, genuinely, she's a little overwhelmed that something like this would even be feasible, and it's kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop where they tell her, Haha, well, now that we've got you, you know? Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, Ahmad excuses himself. Uh, he says, you should drink one last glass of wine. No drinking while you're recovering. Well, if it's my last glass, can I have something other than wine? You <laughs> send you chuckles and hands you this like, like, kind of lamp-shaped bottle with a clear liquid mm-hmm. in it. You know I like them curvy. She goes, I know you do. What do you see in Maxi? He's this skinny, like, rail thing. Not? Nah. Fluffy, I think you are... Fluffy, he is not. No. But there's there's a bit of... Okay, we're not here to talk about Maxi. Pour the damn drink. She goes, she pours it for you. She goes, our surveillance had indicated that maybe, uh, you know, you and Maxie. And she makes kind of a blushed look. (laughs) Um, When were you ever bashful, by the way? When it really mattered. And she squints. She goes, so it never mattered before. Not like this. But now it does. It matters in a different way. You want to share with the rest of the class? No, I don't, actually. She goes, fine, keep your secrets. You're no fun anymore. Oh. I used to get blow by blow from you. Well, I mean, there would usually be somebody else involved, but yes. All right. I will tell you when I actually know what I'm getting myself into. I don't want to lean into something unless... I have matched feelings, and I don't know that, so 
I'm not going to sit here and gush and, you know, have I mean, boy talk. We could send out a team and probably find out. Oh, God. Please don't do that to me. What's the use of running an intelligence organization if you can't use it for horribly, like, inappropriate purposes? Oh, so that's what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> you just abuse your power for the sake of gossip. Great. <laughs> we don't abuse our power. Occasionally, we like to just cheese off a little. That sounds inappropriate. Uh, yeah, like you've never misused allocated resources during a military operation to go on a beer run. It was one time, and I brought the bird back in, pe in one piece. It was three times, if you count the ATV and the boat that you took the other times. Fine. Fair. I did do that, and I don't regret a moment of it. I know you didn't, but don't act like you've never misallocated resources for personal gain. And as I recall, uh, you were did the boat one to impress a certain someone on that first um, stop. Pretty sure that certain someone was you, miss. Just saying. <laughs> so she tells you to drink up. And she does. That she takes a big gulp after that. Um, you hang out for a little while longer and she tells you to get some rest. Uh, Great. When you get up the next morning, you see they've laid out fresh clothes for you. Uh, different ones, though. It's more like a... Not quite like a traditional hospital gown, but it's reminiscent. Okay. Yeah. There's some little, like, slip-on shoes. <laughs> Booties. Great. Love it. Uh, when you come out of your room, you see Ahmad waiting for you. He goes, follow me. Have you thought any questions overnight? Um, not, I, are you using some sort of like nanotech? Like, will it be, it's not synthetic at all. It's entirely organic. It's, those words have always been loaded terms. It's like organic food, Right. Technically speaking, a genetically modified plant can be organically grown, right? Even okay. though it's genetically modified. What we're going to do is introduce a separate gene sequence, which will cause your stem cells and genetic code to replicate itself in a way that we direct. Okay. Or semi-direct. We're nudging it. Yes. Right? No, that, that makes complete sense. So um, when you cut your skin... Your body eventually will heal itself. It regenerates the cells. Okay. But only in that body part. Right. Now yeah. what we're doing is basically speeding up that process and increasing its capability to regenerate bone and muscle, sinew, right. cartilage. Right. And the new arm, the new flesh will react just the same yes uh when you are done there will be um some of the minor side effects for example this section of your body will be particularly uh susceptible to sunburns and abrasions okay. it's uh like a child's skin okay yeah that makes sense right does that yes no it's no calluses it will not have any of the the hardening that an adult's skin has gone through through its life. 
Well, because it's new skin. Yes. But a okay. new everything. Yes. Okay. But the healing process, again, fully healed in a week? Roughly. Okay. What's the... Um, What's the recovery like as far as usage? Like, you know. Do you remember? I'm, it will be very painful. Do you okay. remember growing pains when you were a child? Yes. Multiply that times 100. Mm, goody. But localized. Right. Okay. Anti-inflammatories and will help a bit, but we try not to use too many, like, heavy-duty painkillers for this. For sure. Um, do you have a, like, therapist that I'll be working with to... Your brain should basically reconnect on its own. Oh. You haven't been without the arm for very long. He kind of looks down at your stump. He's like, that looks relatively freshly healed. It's only been, what, two weeks? A week? Yeah, but it's not my original arm. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Then I don't think I have any other real questions. Nothing about the procedure? Is there something I should know about the procedure? Is there something you would like to know about the procedure? Um, no, not, not particularly. Very well. Um, he leads you down into the basement where they've got a medical facility set up. He motions you to, to lay down on a, Hospital-like bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a masked nurse comes in, man, and starts with a localized anesthesia just above your stump. Mm-hmm. And you feel yourself going numb. He's like, I can leave you awake for this portion of the procedure if you'd like, um, but I generally like to sedate. Um, your choice. Can I watch as long as possible? Do you want to know what we're going to do? Yes. So we are going to put four incisions and flay back the skin at the end of the stump. For now, we're going to abrade the bone to irritate it and abrade this entire area to make it irritated. We want it not healed. Yeah. At which point we will give you a series of injections in your spinal column. Yeah, I want to be awake as long as I possibly can. I want to see this. Very well. Um, so you notice that the bed you're on has got kind of like a, like the padding has almost got like a viewport in the back. Nice. Right? And so they strap you down to it. And after the localized anesthesia comes in, you see him take a scalpel and do exactly what he said. He cuts back both sides, pulls the skin back, and begins abrading it basically like Making your muscles and bone angry. Yeah. Right? He's got like a, a light tourniquet above the arm to staunch the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point, uh, they kind of sit you up. They give you another localized anesthesia from basically here down, kind of like a, mm-hmm. a spinal Epidural. block. Yeah. Right? And then you feel the pressure as they give you a series of injections into your spinal column. Delicious. <laughs> I know exactly what that pressure feels like. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, whenever, like, whenever they get to the give point me of, a, like, Give me a determination check. Oh, boy. Okay. 17. You hold through the whole thing. Don't Fuck even yeah. puke. Dude it. Uh, she couldn't even stitch up her own side. What the hell? <laughs> so after that, he goes, I recommend you sleep now. How about a light sedative? Sure, why not? He hooks you to an IV for nutrition and, and hydration. And like you see him put into the port, a light sedative. He says, count back from 10. And nine, eight, seven, six, five, Zonk. four. <laughs> <laughs> you make it to about four before you're like, yeah, I'm out. Yep. Um, you wake up an indeterminate period of time later in a lot of pain. <laughs> this is the worst. Um, they've got some sort of tube that's basically extending out. It's opaque. It starts here out longer than the length of your arm. And you're pretty sure it's got some sort of fluid in it. Hmm. What's that, I wonder? You see Ahmad come in. He goes, ah, awake. Yeah. Uh, what do I got going on here, Doc? How'd it go? Fine. It's regenerating. Mm-hmm. What, do I have, like, baby hand or what's going on? Uh, no, it doesn't generate like that. Kind of okay. builds upon itself. Oh, okay. That is a okay. sterile solution to allow it to grow without becoming infected. Okay, perfect. Have a snack. Oh, I, I can eat? Oh, great. I'm famished. Um, can I get some ice chips with it, though? Yeah. I, I, I like the mouthfeel. So they bring you that. Uh, we're going to time jump now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Perf. The pain decreases over the next week, right? But finally, a week later, he unhooks the tube from your arm, and you see a perfectly formed hand. Again, the skin looks a little soft. Again, like a like a baby's, mm -hmm. right? And it's a little tender, like to the touch. Like your nerves mm -hmm. are very sensitive. Is her like? No, never mind. That makes sense. Okay. But as you kind of like. Yeah, she. Holy shit. Feels fine. And she like pinches each finger tip yep. gently to see. And like she like kind of tries to tickle down her palm and it, you know, gives that weird tickly feeling. Um, this is. Magic. This is not science anymore. This is magic. How he goes, did on you the do this? Contrary, it is science. Well, yes, it is science, but holy shit, Doc, that's incredible. Mm. We thought so, too. That's why we took the tech. Developed it more. Who'd you take the tech from? I'm not at liberty to disclose that right now. Right now? Oh, so eventually I may know. Mm. Okay. Keep your secrets. He goes, and he runs you to like a small battery of tests to kind of test your motor function. Right. Yeah. He does some stuff for fine motor function, like write your name. Cause it was your, was it your left arm? Or your right, right hand. Yeah. It was your right arm. Was that your dominant hand? Yeah. 
So, yeah, he's like, write your name, write it in cursive, right? Can you draw a picture of, like, a house with a stick figure and a sun and, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's a little yeah. jerky at first, but you get the hang of it pretty quickly. Solid. But it's still painful to do all of these things. Not painful. It's, like, tender. Okay. Right? Because you're sore. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, was, it would appear as a success. If you start to experience any sort of strange side effects, you come talk to me immediately. Okay. With no expectation of what those strange side effects could be, because it varies from person to person. Could you elaborate on maybe some of the other strange side effects that have occurred? Just so that I have a barometer for what it could be like? Uh, it's ranged from discoloration of the skin or various things. Um, extreme soreness or pain, uh, redness, uh, to combustion. Oh. Okay. Should have read the fine print, Billy. <laughs> I did ask you if you wanted to know ahead of time. Yeah, I didn't think that that would be on the list of... It only happened but twice. Twice. Oh, okay. Mm. It, did, right. it well, did not happen to your friend Maxie. Not yet. No, we find that the side effects are going to present themselves. They generally do within about a week. Oh, okay. Well, then the countdown begins. <laughs> Indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, no alcohol for the rest of today. And then you're fine for tomorrow. Oh, easy peasy. You're a good patient. Unlike some medical people who get very pokey. No, I'm not pokey. I, I can be curious when provoked, but um, I find the, I find medicine more interesting when it's being conducted than theorized or, you know, aren't researched you a, to no end. Aren't you a combat medic? Yes. Interesting. Very I good. I try to have, I try to have a less is more approach. Okay. Is, again, if you need anything, come see me. Mm-hmm. Will do. Um... And she salutes at him like that and then, like, looks at her fingers and is like, yeah. He chuckles at you. Uh, as you come out of there and head to get changed again, uh, when you come out of your room, Yesenia is waiting for you. Look at this fabulous new appendage. I have regrown um, all by myself with a little help from Doc. She goes, it's amazing. Uh... They're in the courtyard. They're here already. I told you they would be. She, like... It's been a week. Tries to figure out which, which direction that she needs to bolt. That way. And she tears off. Okay. You get down to the courtyard and you see your mother and father looking healthy. Healthier than you ever saw them when they were court people yeah your dad is really tan from that mediterranean sun love it um yeah she 
I'm I'm gonna paint the scene a bit that they're maybe looking the opposite direction that she walked out, mm-hmm. and she's able to run up behind them with like a big like over the shoulder barreling hug. Uh, yeah. Your father looks back over his shoulder and goes, "Hello, Button." Hi, Dad. You're alive. Yes, and quite well, thank you. He goes, you look great. You both look great. He goes, I got a new job. You did? Mm-hmm. I mean, so did I. But yeah, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. What are you doing? I'm running a, um, what do they call it? A bed and breakfast. This little town in Greece. I love that so much. Have you had a lot of interesting people stay? Some. Your mother's doing interior decorating now. That makes a lot of sense. Your mom gives you a big hug. Like she's holding back tears. Oh, I would say that Stitches, she probably has a couple tears that have leaked out the corner of her eyes. Your mom goes, you're staying safe? Yes. Yes. Doing everything that I can to. They look at you side-eye. She is not making direct eye contact with anyone. (laughs) He goes, she goes, you're very young. And you haven't finished fighting your war yet, have you? It's not my war. I'm just... It is your war. We all fight our wars. Your father and I spent a long time fighting our wars. And we had hoped that maybe by doing that, there wouldn't be any left to fight. Sadly, that's not the case. So now you're fighting yours. And we understand it. I have something to fight for. We know you made sacrifices to get us out. Yes. And are continuing to make them. You made sacrifices for me. We're not here to dissuade you. We're just reminding you that we're okay now. And that you don't have to sacrifice forever. I know that. Um, I've also found I'm kind of good at this. (laughs) Your mom laughs. Shocking. I've, I feel, I mean, you know, yes. She, I think that I've started to kind of refine myself around people that get me more. Good. I just, I just want you and Pops to be safe and happy for the rest of your lives. And when I can make appearances in your life, I I will. Don't forget to write home. When it's safe, I can. Yes. Okay. So you spend the next couple of days finishing your recovery, but you're with your parents. And Mm -hmm. mostly it's 
pleasant. They tell you about they got a dog. Oh. It's a little street dog that they adopted. Uh, Love it. There's like five cats that hang around their property. Well, yeah, because they just keep feeding them and they're also then the they mou- never leave. And they're mousers. Oh, perfect. See, it's it's a business agreement at yes. that point then. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, they. you're pretty good at telling when your parents are, are full of it. And they're not. They're genuinely like the IOG made sure they had something and they kind of looked at it and were like, all right, this is the best place we can just. Yeah. Slot them. Mm-hmm. And again, it's been six, seven months since they got pulled out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All relevant oh, bounties that the Texan government had were paid. Perfect. They don't even have to live under assumed names. Yeah. Like they are, they have their lives. Okay, good, good. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, they tell you they've been traveling around Europe. They even went to like Thailand and they, they lots of vacation time. They deserve it. Uh, they tell you when you can, you should come visit their little place. It's nice. They've oh got boy. a bedroom for you. Oh, yeah, that goes on the list. That goes on the the list of things to do. Yeah. Um, so before your parents head back to Greece, they're like, is there anything we can do for you? And if you say something trite, like live your lives, I'm going to let you know you're not too old to spank. Um, no, I'm, I'm fine. I am great. Even I I don't think that there's anything realistically like I don't think that there's anything that I could need from either of you right now except for your safety that that's that's it and I and I have that now so there's nothing else that I need for you to give me at this point I'm not talking about anything for us to give you, Nessa. Is there anything else you just need? Uh, uh, Things uh, you'd like us to pray for. Well, you know I don't... I know, but wish upon a star. Manifest into the void. (laughs) Um... Zed, Chone... And Maxie. They smile. Add those names to your prayer list. They say that they will. And you drop them off at the airport. And they take a private jet back to Greece. And you receive confirmation later that day that they made it home safely. <laughs> um, okay. When you get back to the compound, Yesenia leads you to uh, another section of the compound that you didn't even know was there at first. It's behind a hmm. bookshelf off the side study and leads you down a spiral metal staircase into what can only be described as a ready room. Ooh. And up pops a hollow thing. She goes, so, uh, ready to go to work? I was born ready. She takes a pen and and pokes your your arm and is like, she pokes your fancy new arm. She's like, how's that feel? Good? We're fine? It tickles. 
Okay. Here's our target. It's a uh, off-the-books benevolent research facility in Yemen. We think it's a copy of one Maxi may have found. We're going to go in okay. and instruct the people in there. Okay. By force. Sounds simple enough. L- wait, life force? Hmm? Benevolent's not going to just let us take these people. They're prisoners. Well, yeah, that obviously, but... Uh, life force and people are two different things. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm getting the feeling that this is a just... You're going to see. It's better yeah. if you just see. Okay. Um, okay. You go through the full mission brief. They give you outfitted new tech. You've got a new flight armor, right? Anti crash suit like the whole night and they give you a great set of stuff right already has a great set thank Uh, you very much like they give you the full running kit right the (laughs) drop-in goggles are great like the augmented reality ones that come in off the helmet are top tier um they take you out and you see one of the uh the French stealth helicopters that you'd only seen in magazines. And Ooh. as you get to this, this hangar, you send you that's out in the desert. You send, he goes, think you can herd that. <gasps> I thought you'd never ask. She goes up to the chopper and she's like petting its nose and like nuzzling up to it. Oh, you're so, I'm so happy to see you. This is going to be great. So, you head out on this mission, and to say that it is hard fought is an understatement. Um, Ooh. That chopper you bring, you bring a 14 person strike team. Yep. And the organization uh, orbital drops 12 ROVs, uh, eight of which are destroyed on their way out. Fuck, okay. You come out with only six of the operatives that you went in with. Including yourself. So you're doing the stretcher runs yourself on the way out. Okay. Yeah. What Yesenia described was accurate. Most of the people, as you enter into the main lab area after the buildings have been cleared, all of the subjects are on backboard style plank boards Mm -hmm. with leads and medical readouts attached to them. Okay. Most of them appear human. However, there is a series of them that have a pale white gray skin, no nose to speak of, but two uh, nostril holes in the Mm -hmm. skull, cat-like eyes, no ears, prehensile-looking tails. Yeah, when Stitches is carrying one of those beings out she's like looking at the board like what the fuck am i looking at here um a few of the ones that look human at first glance when you go back and look at them you see have various mutations some of them have like different finger sets right one of them has a fully formed sixth finger right um another one seems to have some sort of like extension off of their arm here um 
Yesenia spends most of the time trying to get all the data out of the computers. Mm-hmm. As you're ferrying these out, you rescue. Uh, when you get there after the strike teams have gone in, it looks like whoever was working the lab hit kill switches on four of them before you could get there. So you extract eight. All of them have been unconscious. And based on the data, you're kind of, as you kind of glance at the medical data on the screens next to each backboard, it's got key information. Most of them have been in a state of stasis for anywhere from 12 to 75 weeks. They've been held in basically medically induced comas. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Okay. She's hauling ass. She's jobbing to try and As get, you get these people out. Those out, the last area you get to, and this is where Yesenia goes, what do we do? Because you find a section where they were undergoing, where some of the subjects were undergoing vivisection. Eee. Okay. She goes, do we extract or burn them in place? Um... She goes, I got six by my count. What are the various states that these six are in? They're not great. Okay. Um, Stitches then makes a quality of life decision. I mean, they're dead. They're. Oh, they're dead. It's just, are you taking the bodies or do you want to burn them in place? No, don't take them. They're uh, mm, Would Doc want them? Um, no, we don't, we don't need to mutilate these people any further. We need to get rid of whatever we can here. She goes, she hands you uh, three nanothermites. She goes, let's run a chain line along each side. Yep. That'll fuck their whole lab up. Yes. Yeah. This, we need to burn this to the ground. Oh, we are. Don't worry. It's getting hit with a missile after we leave, but I want to burn this room extra. Perfect. I like the way you think. I've always liked the way you think. She goes, but now I have missiles. Yeah. They're handy. Yeah. All right, let's go. So as you pull out, you see them actually do. You see four cruise missiles come in and just. So they're coals. They're bunker buster style. So you Mm -hmm. see them insert and you see literally the missiles burrow themselves into the sand. Lovely. And then blow it up from the inside. Okay. That feels good. And you take them to a ship waiting off the coast where you Mm -hmm. unload the people that you were down there and then you move to a different rendezvous point, at which point you return to the compound in Marrakesh about a day later. And after you have a chance to shower and debrief the Mm -hmm. little, again, you're basically debriefing a robot, like an AI, like a type two AI, where you're like, it's like, please explain your experiences during this operation. And the type yep. two AIs will ask you a series of questions to pull certain answers out of you. Yeah. She's thorough. She goes, so you send you as you guys are drinking later that night, she goes, so that was the work of our friend, the entity. Yeah. Um, You're already I'm, on a track. Yeah. I mean, we, the lab that I was in before when we extracted Chone after they were taken was makeshift from what I hear. Right. Rapid. It wasn't like that at all, but it was still enough to give pause. It's that's Kelly Aguilar's stuff down there. She's 
part of this, and we're still not entirely clear on what. Your team, we don't know what's going on with them because we don't have eyes in the IOG, at least not that section. The IOG has been compromised. What? Mm-hmm. Now, we think that your team is working for the part that wasn't fully compromised, but there's basically two factions now. Okay. We want you, like Maxi, to work for us. I thought I just did. Am I not hired? This was the test. Oh, how did I do? Good. We got to go after the entity. It's time. Agreed. She goes, I need you to go to Vegas. Sweet. There's a contact there. Okay. There's a... The entity's been building its cult following there, but it's also got some... Booster bike gangs that it's been using for some of its dirty work off the books. Okay. Get in and find out what they're doing. See if there's any more labs out there. Easy. How, um, how are they recruiting and how are they funding the operations? Okay. <coughs> uh, how long until I'm back with my team? Like how they don't. I'm assuming they don't get to know. I have a feeling once we uh, pull you out of Marrakesh and drop you there, they're going to figure it out pretty quick. Fair enough. Um, so, again, it's a simple oath. Okay. You make an oath to follow the path. Providence follows those who follow the path. For those in need, provide service. For those in power, provide justice. For those in pain, provide solace. For the world, provide balance. (laughs) Sounds simple enough. Do you swear to follow the path? Yes. She clinks your glass. She goes, welcome to the cool kids table. I was already in the cool kids table. (laughs) She goes, all right, tonight we drink, tomorrow you pack, you go to Vegas. All right. So you and Yesenia tie one on. Yeah, we do. Like really bad. Good. Um, Love that for me. So. You, the next morning, pack and are flown on a jet to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get yourself kind of like settled into a hotel and things like that. And that's actually where we're going to jump cut. Maxie, you're sitting in your room. You've, you're done recovering. That's right, everybody. Say hi to Maxie. That was the surprise. You're sitting in your room. You finally are starting to feel human again. After all these weeks. It's been like three weeks. And you hear a chime at your room door. Deedle, deedle. I think Maxie stands up from his bed. And um, in doing so, the camera kind of cuts to. There is a, there's a small pile of equipment next to him on the bed. It looks like pieces of something larger. Like there's... Like maybe some pads and some armatures, and there's 
things there. Um, he stands up and uh, walks to the door. It's the uh, the call button. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, do, are you doing verbal first before you open yes. it, or are you just opening? It? Yes, verbal. She goes, it's Adeline. We need to talk. Maxie opens the door. She steps in with her glow in hand and shuts the door behind her. Uh, while Adeline is coming into the room, Maxie has already turned to walk back to the bed, and he's uh, starting to disrobe and kind of put on... He's starting to put on, like, support gear for the stuff on the, on the bed. Mm-hmm. She takes a seat at the little chair that sits next to the, like, little desk. Mm-hmm. She goes, Maxie, Maxie, Maxie. And... and and Maxie just turns back, kind of looks over his shoulder. Yes. She goes, I always like to, Maxie. I've, uh, I've enjoyed my time with you as well. Uh, the only reason I was able to fight the arrest warrant was because, as your friend Chone calls them, Larry, Moe, and Curly told the boss that it was okay. The boss is not very happy. The old man is not very happy. That's unfortunate, but happiness is never guaranteed. Do you know... How much do you know about that old man? Enough to know he's extremely dangerous. He is the spy spy. His secrets have secrets. And those secrets have hidden compartments. Do you know what he hates more than anything else? And Maxie is stretching a little bit, and you can see as he stretches, there's still extensive scarring on his right arm and his right leg uh, from his wounds. She goes, he hates secrets, you know that? Of course. You were very... Anyone, anyone buried that deep in their own secrets hates not knowing things. It's a matter of trust for him. You were very vague in your debrief about what happened to Stitches. Yes. She pulls out her glow and sets it on the, like brings up something and tosses it on the foot of your bed. Does the, is it just showing on the screen or is it like projecting up? No, it's showing the on the screen. Uh, Maxie bends down to pick up the glow and just kind of look at it. She goes, that was taken two days ago. And Alex, what is that? It is a picture of stitches checking into a hotel in Vegas. Uh, Maxi with Yesenia. Maxi is going to try to. By the way, did you arms. notice that she has an arm now? It looks like very advanced cyberware. Maxi's going to make a deceit check. <laughs> Go ahead. does not want to give away 
anything. Thank you. That is 18, that's a 6, 24. She goes, Maxie, let's pretend for a minute that I believe you. Why do we have to pretend? She goes, I like you, Maxie. <laughs> she goes, I really don't want to shoot you. I really don't. I wouldn't, especially after you've spent so much money and time. Who's the other girl? To where I am. Where did she go? Well, Stitches has always had a predilection for we both men we, and women. We know of the existence of Providence. We know you were affiliated with them, but we're not very familiar with the group. Again, they haven't really raised on our radar. Providence. This is personal. Making another deceit check. Okay, that one is a 10. So Maxie does not, Maxie does not hide. We don't go after orgs that don't directly conflict with our operations. We don't care. That is probably a wise choice of action. She goes, Maxie, believe it or not, I really like you, and I'm probably one of the very few friends you have in this world. You've, you've said that a number of times. I do believe you. I need to know what's going on. Did you send stitches, or did they come for her? Maxie puts down the, the armor pieces he is still messing with. He's clad basically up to his waist right now. And as he's he's kind of pacing around the room and you can hear like the micro servos in the armor kind of like making little winding and groaning noises as he walks. I will answer five yes or no questions. That is the best I can do. Did they come for her? Yes. We heard that you had a minor falling out with Providence, that they weren't thrilled with you after what happened in Silicon City. Is that true? Yes. Is your affiliation with Providence going to cause me problems? She smiles. She goes, you said yes or no. Ask again later. <laughs> she goes, what are you, the magic eight ball? I've been called worse. If I'm being honest, yes. Is it going to cause me problems as far as getting the mission accomplished that we need to accomplish? Stopping the entity. No. Okay. Can I have one more question? After this one. Tell me you like me again. I do like you, Maxie. You're you're one of my favorites. Maxie just kind of smiles. You may have one more question. 
Scroll to the next picture and tell me what the fuck is going on there. Maxi swipes right. There's a picture of Stitches having a whiskey shot with Frankie. And Maxi is <laughs> sorry. Maxie As is the game aback. runner, I'm laughing. No, no. Maxi is Maxi is taken aback. That would look as though Stitches is sharing a drink with my ex. Didn't that ex burn down your house? Yes. Francesca has quite the temper. She burned down your house, homie. And I told her she was incapable of a loving relationship, and that was how she <laughs> re responded. That was a very bad night for both of us. We said a lot of things that we certainly did mean. <laughs> she's, she's chuckling. She's just like looking down, and she's chuckling. She goes, I like you, Maxie. Well, she goes, just Adeline, consider this. Someone thought I was worth burning an apartment down for. That's very true. I do need you. you. Do you know what Stitches is doing? I don't. With Francesca. I don't. Because the last time we had tabs on Stitches, you sent her with Yesenia. You told her it was okay. Go with her. In the middle of an op. Before you were properly extracted. An op that we successfully completed. After an emergency extraction. Which we were authorized to make. Look, I understand this. Are you are you going to try and spin this around like this all went exactly the way you wanted it to go? Don't lie very to me, little, Maxie. Adelaide, very little has gone the way I have wanted it to go. Okay. But I've learned long ago that adaptation is how we continue forward. Are you on our... Are you and I on the same side? Do you understand is what... Is this your final question? No. This is just me talking to you now. Are we do we have one more. Do you know why I do this? Is this the question, or are we just talking? We're just talking. You know why I do this? No, I do not. Because I believe in it. And I'm scared. Two years ago, Larry Moe and Curly. By the way, that nickname that Chone gave them is starting to catch on. The techs really love it. As Larry, they should. The three stooges were quite humorous. Larry Moe and Curly, two years ago, predicted that all hell was about to break loose. They've never been wrong. And when that happened, they called in 
Barnes. And they said, hey, will you check them to make sure they're not broken? Because they're telling us it's about to get bad. And you know what Barnes said? They're not broken. And then a few days later, Barnes was dead. Mike Tate came out of retirement, went on his holy crusade. And now I got Jackson, you guys, and a crazy intelligence that is gradually losing its humanity and is doing all kinds of crazy shit, including kidnapping your friend, calling her beautiful. At a mall, they, of all places. They are. I am... In their way. I am terrified right now, Maxie. I am scared. Truly frightened. I've spent my entire adult life working for one of the most powerful organizations on the planet, and I am terrified. I came here because my father worked here for 30 years. Did you know that? I did not. 30 years he was a lead operative, head of EMEA for this organization. I am scared. We think Frankie's connected to the entity. We think she's connected to the booster gangs that are down there doing their work. I don't know if she actually knows who she's working for, but we think that's who she's working for. And we think whatever organization you handed stitches over to has a general idea, too. And we think we're not the only ones that are afraid about what's about to happen. I need you to go to Vegas now, ahead of your team. Are you asking me? I am telling you that as part of this strike force, I need you to go to Vegas now. And surreptitiously make contact with Stitches. Determine whether she's going to rejoin your team in the operational plans that we have all been working on to work for Vegas. And what the hell is going on and why she's having a shot with your ex-girlfriend. Who burned down your house? Who we think may be connected to an evil entity that wants to end all of humanity. Did I miss anything? Is this your last question? No, my last question is, are you as scared as I am? Yes. Fear means... Fear... Fear's not bad. Fear means that we have something to lose. Mm -hmm. It also means that we will fight to keep the thing. Things. People. That we fear losing. She goes, six months ago, Maxie, I don't know if you would have answered that question the same way. About having something to lose. Adelaide, you may be correct. I've got a... Six, six months ago, I was a different person. You can grab your gear. I've got a drop ship ready to drop, insert you into Vegas whenever you're ready. Wheels up in 30. See you in a bit. Good luck. I'll let the rest of your team know that you're already in place. Uh, I'll send some details to your glow for a hotel safe house stuff. Please, please make sure Chone is the first to know. 
they I tend will, to get I, quite um, I know. upset when I've, they are kept in the dark. I've noticed. <laughs> I've noticed. Good luck. Thank you, Adeline. And Maxie will turn and continue getting ready. Okay, you're packing together. So you've got two different sets of gear. Um, you've got one set that actually will fit under a business suit. It's not as hefty on the like support side of it, but it will let you walk, run, do everything else normally. But it doesn't provide any armor protection. So right. the The idea for the suit for the the new armor, the exoskeleton that Maxie is using, is that general day-to-day it is exactly that it is simply for support maxi can walk and run normally Mm -hmm. but both of those limbs have been weakened by the extensive damage and i'm saying you can have a slightly heavier version for like combat operations yes yeah Um, so (laughs) the the pieces that maxi is wearing now are the ones that fit under clothing Mm -hmm. they are slimline they provide support but no enhancement Stitches. Maxi puts his Maxi gets his suit on, packs his gear and his duffel. Got his his business suit like like the promo photo like all that yeah. Yes, the the suit and uh, and then the last shot of him is uh, him walking up the cargo ramp of the plane. Come back to that. Stitches, you've been in town for a few days. You've made contact with Frankie's group. Frankie is a hoot. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that girl is a hard drinking like hit you in the face with a Harley like fighter. My kind of woman. Her friends are a little weird. Oh, good. Um, the most difficult part about all of this is that all of them are cybered to the gills okay. for the most part. And they, they have a real issue. And in fact, they won't even take you to the, one of the bars that they go to. Because if you have no cyber, you can't get in. Okay. Right? Um, mm-hmm. But after a couple of race over a day or so, like Frankie recognizes the skills that you have as a pilot and things like that. Okay. So, you know. But yeah, she yeah. runs she she runs a fixer crew. Like she is a, again, probably not top tier for Vegas. She operates out of old Fremont Street. Um, which is still respectable, but not, it's not like the, like, uber people down closer yeah. to the strip, right? She's right. street level, but she controls a reasonable amount of territory. Um, she doesn't strike you as the cultist type. Okay. But give me an, give me either insight or perception. Do I have those skills? You have perception. Perception is just kind of a baseline. Okay. I thought I had insight at one point, but I guess not. That was cool, wasn't it? What'd you get? Eleven? Again, after a couple of days, again... You're not sure what Providence is talking about. Again, she seems like she's. She's great. I don't even know why they're worried. (laughs) Yes. Basically, that's where you're at right now. 
<laughs> she runs a good booster gang. Like, she seems all right. Like, I don't know what they're she worried about. She lets me drive all the fast cars. Yes. <laughs> um, you're leaving the bar one night. Um, oh, boy. You're not completely hammered, but you're about, like, on a scale of 1 to 11. You're at about a 6 and a half. I'm fine. So you're stumbly. You're stumbly, and you've got the repeater going. Oh, good. And you have to do a double take because you walk out onto the Fremont Street, and it's got the covered dome with the with the the projector lines going down it. Mm-hmm. And there's the four queens to the left, Benny's to the right, and there's a nice crowd. It's it's got that that energy that you love. The golden right? nugget. Yeah. Yep. All that's right there. Is that? No, that's not Maxie. What? That's not. How drunk am I? Like your first thought is, okay, am I a six and a half or am I a nine? Because I think I just <laughs> saw Maxie. Did he walk nursing like, nursing a whiskey under the binion sign? I think she probably if if she does catch him. She probably like chokes on her drink a little bit and like spits some of her drink out of her nose. Um, I'd like to make a stealth check. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) 16. Give me a perception. That's a five. Okay, so you, you blow some stuff out of your nose, and then all of a sudden the crowd kind of rolls over, and you don't see him anymore. Through the crowd. Fuck. And then she looks over trying to find Frankie. Frankie's got, like back at the bar. You left because okay, you were. Yeah. It, it's like three in the morning right now. Now it's still crowded out on Fremont Street. Yeah. Okay, she. But it's 3 a.m. She sets you're hungry down the, all of a sudden you're like man I need a, like a hot dog. yeah she sets down her glass on like the like the ledge of a wall somewhere um and there's like, like so many bar carts that line this place you could just yeah. kind of drop it anywhere so she takes a minute she's like Ugh, okay focus and then she goes <laughs> inside to find Frankie okay you walk back into the bar you were in right mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is just across from the D, and she's like, I thought you went home. No. Another um, shot. Another shot. Let's go. Oh, God. I don't know if I can do another shot. Um, I need to eat something first. And This place doesn't have food. Look, let's go to the buffet. What bar? What what place doesn't have food in this, Vegas? No, it's a it's a bar bar. No food. There's the buffet's like two doors down at Pinion. She goes. It's a seven soul steak and egg buffet. Let's just go. Okay. Why did you come back in here? What is freaking you out? I thought I saw somebody, but I, I think I'm a little bit more drunk than I actually thought I was. Oh, like an old flame. More like a current flame. She's like, I can fix that. Right. We can go to my place. You have offered many times and have still not held up. I'm just so. saying, uh, you know what? The offer's open. You can come over anytime. You're the one who's been playing coy about this. Oh, 
I like doing that sometimes, okay? I know, you're just a tease. <laughs> um, I need food. Can we go get food? Yeah. She goes, you're paying. Fine. So you guys walk down again toward Binion's to grab the steak and egg buffet at 4 a.m. Violet needs food badly. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, Okay, you walk into the buffet. Uh, she slots her thing for two buffet breakfasts. Mm -hmm. We're using that term loosely. <laughs> but there yeah. is eggs. There is steak. There's also like burgers and pizza. And, and for some reason, lobster tails. Yeah. Oh, always lobster tails. So. Don't touch those. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she grabs a plate. You fill it up. She sits down at one of the booze in the corner. Maxie, where are you at? Are you just following this whole time, kind of like circling, or? Um, so, upon watching Stitches go back into the establishment, uh, Maxie gives it, it to a count of ten, and then follows. Okay. Um, and shortly after the two of them sit down and start eating, uh, Maxie will take a table in the far corner um, amidst a crowd of people, kind of like maybe even on a bench seat mm -hmm. and still holding the glass of whiskey, just sitting at the table. Give me another stealth chat. Fail, 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 fail. Stitches, <laughs> give me another yeah. perception. Oh wow, Frankie Please. rolled a two for her, so Maxie's yeah. got Maxie's got a pretty good stealth. So um that's Shit. gonna be sixteen. Sorry, eighteen. Eighteen. I rolled a net twenty. Okay. You see Maxie sitting on a bench, nursing his whiskey, like leg up over crossed. He doesn't look you've never seen Maxie's face so blank. Like, it's full operational. Like, there is no emotion. Um, I envision... <clears throat> but now you're pretty sure you're not hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not hallucinating. But uh -oh. she, definitely, she definitely is, like, into this steak. So she's probably got, like, a huge fork full of meat going into her mouth when she looks up and, like, makes eye contact with Maxie and is like... Maxie is wearing... <laughs> Maxie's wearing his suit. No tie. Uh, the first couple two buttons are like unbuttoned. Can I ask? Still has like the, I see Maxie vest in like a Dolce style with a thinner lapel, not the big fatty yeah, one. This is yeah. a this is. Yeah, it's a um, in this case. Right. What he's wearing right now is like a three piece sans tie. But is it so like just, dark blue maroon shirt? No tie. Like a little bit of yeah. dark color. Yeah, there's a little there is a little bit of color. It's not matching pocket uh, square. Of course, matching pocket square. But it is meant to help him blend in All right. in Vegas, I which can't is so hear colorful Maxie right now. Oh. Hello? Hang on. You do both. All right, try and talk again. Can you hear me no. now? It's going bzzz. I oh, I can still hear him. We made it almost all the way through without technical issues. We started with technical issues. We started, yeah, yeah, so we started with One second, everybody. We're going to BRB in two seconds. Oh, boy. 
All right, both of you try and talk again. Saying words. There we go. How about me? And we're back. Yep, we're back now. All right, so Max has got his suit, pocket square. We're rolling. Uh, the the suit is you know the color choices are designed to blend into the splendor and gaudiness of Vegas. Yeah, but with Maxie's hint of subtlety. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And with I that role, Maxie does not realize he has been spotted. I think. Um a small like piece of egg on the corner of her mouth or something like falls off of her mouth. And she's like, just <laughs> Frankie's uh, like, Frankie's like, what's wrong with you? You can eat. Just, just chew, chew. You're not that drunk. I saw you more drunk two nights ago. Um, I might, I don't know if I'm, in trouble, or if this is a good thing. Uh, you remember a little bit ago when I told you I thought I saw somebody sure. earlier? It turns out I did. Uh, he's here. She goes, ooh, where is he? Is he like a guy? Like, what's he? Yeah. yeah, yeah he's where? Point, point. And she, like, tries to, like, point. <laughs> Okay, let's see if she can be. No, she can't see Maxie. She's like, where? Be, stop being subtle. Just point. There is, there is a rather large gentleman directly in the eye line between. <laughs> she rolled a three Frankie for her perception. And, and like, Maxie did that on purpose. Yeah. Well, if Mr. Greasy Chest Hair would move out of the fucking way. Okay, so he moves. Nope, she still rolled a two. Um, oh Frankie, like, you are so blind. He's literally sitting right there. And what's I feel he like wearing? Point, as, as, go ahead. I feel like at this point, Stitches is being obvious enough that she's pointing at Maxie. <laughs> Maxie stands up like Maxie stands and continues to keep his cover. Do you need me to roll another stealth? Yeah. Um, okay. Maxi stands up, makes eye contact with, with Stitches. Does one of these. And then disappears into the crowd. So you're leaving but, now. Yeah. But, okay. She's like, what are you gagging about? Go get him. Bring him back. I want to meet this this magic man that's got you all a flutter. Um... She grabs Frankie's hand and like pulls her up away from the table and starts walking towards Maxie. And she's like, wait a minute. Let me meet. Let me check in with him first. Hold on. I, I, I want to make sure that nothing's wrong. All right. You've got like 90 seconds before I hit the blackjack table. Okay, fine. So she stands there for a minute. Just kind of mm-hmm. looking around. Yeah, Stitches walks over to where she thinks she saw Maxie walk. Maxie's like 10 feet away, like near a dish cart. But you're also next to like three tourist ladies with blue hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, she, she walks up to Maxie and she just kind of is like, 
she's got a very puzzled look on her face, and then she's also, like, elated and happy to see him, but then also is like, Hi, what are... What's happening? Is everyone okay? Maxie reaches down with uh, his... Reaches out his right hand and takes your right hand. Good to see you. She looks down on her hand again. At, like, it's the at new their hand. Hands. Yeah, it's the new hand. She looks down at her hand that he's holding and she's like, this is new. Do you like it? And he is, he has like, he's rubbing the top of his thumb across the, the back of your hand. What are you doing here? I'm working. With Francesca. Frankie? Wait, you know Frankie? There we go. That's what I was looking for. Maxie, that was to say, Maxie was going to make another stealth check. So, but I feel like it's too late. So, right as you say that, she walks up and goes, sees you holding Stitch's hand, and goes, "You have got to be fucking kidding me." And Maxie looks over, Francesca. Didn't I fucking light you on fire? No, just my apartment and all of my belongings. With you inside? You know better better than to think I would be in that for very long. She goes, I am way too drunk for this. Wait a minute. Is I'm still stuck on your name's Francesca? And you and the thing, and this is who has you, and she points at Stitch, a flutter, and you are an asshole. Wait a minute. You. Maximilian Koenig. <laughs> and. Maximilian? And. And you have chicken legs. And. I obviously didn't do a good enough job lighting your house on fire. Wait, you ne- what? You never, you never were very good at completion, Francesca. <laughs> Damn. She's like, I will have you know I have witnesses that would disagree. And she's still hammered. Keep in mind, like, Max, you can tell, like, both Stitches and her mm-hmm. are still both three sheets of the again. They're both, like, Stitches at about a 6.5. Francesca's at about a... Frankie's at about a 7. I would say, honestly, Stitches has probably sobered up a little bit. In seeing Maxie, that probably snapped That's like a, a five. Yeah, but there's okay. still a chemical reaction here. Um. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You... So you two were a thing. Yeah! Didn't Maxie Got tell it. you? Back uh, when he was a cop. I don't... Uh, okay, I only just found out he was a cop. Wait, were you a cop? It's and com- she looks at Francesca. It's complicated. 
everything well, with you is complicated. <laughs> everything with Francesca is complicated. All of y'all are complicated. I need pancakes, and it is. I am done with this conversation. You know what? She looks at Stitch. She's like, "Sweet pea, I will see you tomorrow." Right? We will get mimosas at the Palm at like noon, one, one o'clock. You, she points at Maxie, are still an asshole, but I'm going to go now. And you will forever be lonely. Every time. Every time. Do you see? She's like, this is why. She looks at stitches. She's like, this is why. Have fun with that. Bye. And she like, like stalks back down Fremont Street. <laughs> Stitches is like frozen. Like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? She has now seen a side of Maxie that she has never seen before. And because that go ahead. is where we're going to end the episode. Oof. Oof. Because <laughs> that's fun. Oh, boy. That was a blast. Welcome back. Season three, episode one of Chaos Inc. Technical issues aside, hopefully I'll have those fixed by next week. Um, For those in the chat, I saw a lot of new people in the chat. Thank you for joining us tonight. That was a lot of fun. We're so happy to have Dot back. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so we're so excited. It rounds out our little crew. Right. (laughs) Like they did that. Uh, If you miss the end of season two. Go back to YouTube and watch it. We did a really fun, like, behind-the-scenes, also, mini-episode at the end of Season 2. I thought that was a blast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. So, we talked a lot about the character development, the story development of the show, and kind of how this all came to be. Um, so, go back if you want to catch up. All the Chaos Inc. stuff, it's on the YouTubes. YouTube.com slash Identico. Dot, where can folks find you on the internet? You're getting um, back into stuff. Yeah, still still on the old Twitters, um, dot matrix underscore oh one, as well as like Discord. I'm on Discord a lot. Um, Gaming with Gage and Friends, Resting Glitch Face, um, a new podcast that is currently on break right now, uh, Bite Sized Tales, um, and then here. Yeah. Michael, where can our friends find you, my friend? Well, let's see. Uh, let me count the ways. Uh, you can find me on the socials at loser MLW. I recently just got a blue sky account, so I guess I'll be over there too. Well, I mean, when I, if I get one, sure. I don't know. I don't even know how they get doled out. I have no idea. No one it's else. Go ahead. Um, you can find me on smugglers blues, the new redemption live stream that we're doing on alternate Mondays, which I've heard great um, things about from the GM over there. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's uh, It's been going well so far. Uh, we will be back for that next Monday at, uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern um, on YouTube. So it's youtube.com slash at Smugglers Blues because YouTube <laughs> is weird. Um, you can find me on Tubular Teens with Titans, which is a Power Rangers inspired audio drama. We have a lot of fun over there. I play Pan Vahan, the team's alien, uh, former enemy, now mentor. Oh, you're not you're not doing the the bad guy anymore. No, the, the now bad you're... guy was the uh, starting with season two. Uh, the bad guy became the team mentor. Nice, I like it. Enemies Spoilers. to friends. Um, oh, you're not going to listen anyway. 
you don't know me. <laughs> oh, um, um, and and you can also find me uh, right now. Uh, we are on break with the Dragon Age show on Rook and Rest, but Dragon Age: A Time of Mask and Daggers will be back this fall uh, on Wednesday nights, and you can find me there playing an Eternal Hornball artist scoundrel named Leon. Lots of fun, and yeah, that's uh, I think that's all I've got right now. And of course, here yeah, as we mm-hmm. return. Um. So I am Alex the Human Everywhere. I haven't got my Blue Sky invite, so I went to Threads. So I'm also on yeah, Threads. I, I also have Threads. Threads is actually a very like positive place. Like I don't get the like anger of Twitter because everyone on Twitter <laughs> hasn't made the migration yet. The threads. So you can find me at Alex the Humanite on Threads. We also started an Identico channel, I believe, on Threads as well. Mallow's over there. Um, you can also see me on Twitch.tv at Gamers Heaven PNW and YouTube.com Gamers Heaven PNW. That's my lovely geeky morning show, today's show for nerds that we talk about. Um, we will be back in two weeks with Chaos Inc. with the full cast. It's coming back. We, this was all wonderful setup. And next Tuesday, we have Neon Trails and episode we're doing, two, right? Yep, Neon Trails episode two. So now the identical channel will have a Tuesday show every week because Chaos Inc. and Neon Trails are going to bounce back and forth every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, or sorry, Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. So come see them. Their first episode just hit YouTube. Also, if you'd like to see me talk to the lovely folks at RPG Academy who are longtime friends of Identico, like, long, like, we've all known each other for a long time. Like, I've sponsored the uh, Catacon like four times and never managed to well, make and, it there. And again, uh, Caleb and I were on, Caleb and Michael and I were in the original original identico actual play for the kickstarter yep um chris and them also did one with uh deep in the heart of texas um all those are on our youtube channel also apparently michael from the rpg academy mis uploaded the the one i guested for their podcast a couple weeks ago and he mis uploaded it so that went to youtube yesterday so go subscribe to the rpg academy youtube channel because that one's there too uh, I talk about the joys of being a game store owner. We talk about Sasquatch as a villain. And I do finger stuff. Whoa. I do I do a pantomime really? with little, little dudes. What, where have my fingers been? We'll talk about the finger stuff later. Yeah. Where have my... It's okay. been fun. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, this one again will be up on YouTube tomorrow. We love you and good night.